0: From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News.
1: Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm here with an episode of Whiskey News, and joining me as always is Scott. Hey everybody. And on today's episode, we're going to be covering some news stories related to the whiskey industry, environmental, sports, and entertainment, mm. and true crime. Yeah. Yeah. We also will list new whiskeys that you can buy this month, as usual, ones that are being released. And also, of course, when we're finished all that, we're going to talk about what's coming up on the podcast in the next few weeks.
0: All right. So it's August 2022, and here's all the news that fits drink. <laughs> in industry news, Whiskey Advocate reports that American single malts have finally gotten their day mm. in the sun. After years of concentrated efforts, false starts, and anticipation, American single malt distillers have received the long-awaited news that the TTB, the Tax and Trade Bureau, has released its guidelines for the category, making it all but certain that American single malt will be an official legal designation in the American whiskey lexicon before year's end. As we discussed here on the podcast over a year ago in episode 37, the guidelines proposed by the American Single Malt Whiskey Commission, formed in 2016, were that American single Malt should be, one, made from 100% malted barley, two, distilled entirely at one distillery, three, mashed, distilled, and matured in the United States, four, matured in oak casks of a capacity not exceeding 700 liters, number five, distilled to no more than 160 proof and number six bottled at no less than 80 proof over the next two months the ttb will be taking commentary on these guidelines whereupon the new rules will almost surely go into effect because i guess i'm just going to ignore them <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait the barrels have to be um virgin oak right like they can't be used uh, new, new
0: oak barrels it does not say that
1: oh because i mean i know that scotches use use barrels correct and single malt kind of mimics that and mash bill so i wonder if that's something left open for them to you said I,
0: I believe it is. And the other thing that's also left open that scotch can do is they can color. Oh. And also, flavorings are not mentioned either, which mm. is interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I found that I like American single malts better than scotch. I don't know if this is some type of a like, national centric, what is it? A, a,
0: a a, jingoistic. Yeah, uh, like, America, fuck yeah. America,
1: fuck <laughs> yeah. Our scotch whiskey is better than yours. <laughs> But no, um, and, and once again, I still don't like McCarthy's, which is a smoky, yeah. meaty American uh, single malt, yeah. but I do like Stranahan's. Hands. Uh, I think I've enjoyed Jack Daniels. Oh, not Jack Daniels. I've enjoyed What's for Reserves, mm-hmm. though Jack Daniels has an American single malt. just hasn't been released I yet. Not yet, yeah. But it has been included in the triple mash that we talked about last month. Right. And there's a local one near us, Blue Comet, which I think is actually pretty good um, and really enhances a few cocktails we've had. So, you know, yes. we, we have definitely stuck our toe in the, what? that is American single malt. And I'm excited to see what this new categorization so that it encourages more distilleries to kind of dive in now, maybe. And we see, yeah, you know, as I feel like rise have been the most explosive category of the last five years. I wonder if we're going to see a similar kind of uh, explosion. You know, distilleries looking for the next mountain to climb, so to speak. Yeah. Say, hey, we'll come up with an American single
0: malt. I totally agree. I think this will kick off a lot of people who maybe have been waiting to step into the american single malt pond right. and now this will make them do that
1: right let's challenge scotland for the 100 malted barley yeah, mash bill
0: because really the single malt is the whiskey that's made in the rest of the world right except for you know right. canada and other places but the fact that as you mentioned jack daniels they have already have one ready to go yeah probably anticipating this ruling
1: right they want to make sure that before they release it they're in the parameters and i'm sure they are yeah
0: i'm sure they are too Alright, so the next story is from one more dram.com. Old Overholt gets an overhaul.
1: I heard about this. Yeah. Refresh my memory. Yeah, so
0: Beam Centauri has announced that Old Overholt's signature straight rye whiskey, their bottom shelf stuff, yeah, yeah. has increased to a four-year age statement, marking a return to the liquid's historical roots. First created in 1810, Old Overholt, once the most popular whiskey in America, and the only nationally distributed rye for most of the 1960s, is the longest continually maintained and produced whiskey brand in U.S. history and has been a staple of bar and cocktail menus for decades. The new overhaul four-year will be bottled the same 86 proof as the now discontinued three-year, which was non-age statement, and will be rolling out nationally through the rest of the summer at a suggested retail price of $20 for a regular-sized 750-milliliter bottle.
1: Well, I mean. I just, just go get one. I mean. Why not? Didn't we vote that as our best bottom shelf whiskey?
0: Was that this one or was that the bottle and bond version?
1: Oh, no. It was the bottle and bond version. Yeah. But this one, you know, being four years might be in the same plateau as that.
0: Right. Like, so this is sort of its uh, younger brother. Well, yeah. lower proof brother because this is four year now and the it's, bottle it's, and bond has to be at least four years. So.
1: Right. This has to be 80. This is still 80 proof. It's 86. Okay. So maybe I'll drink the B.I.B. on the weekends and this one on the Wednesday <laughs> night. Or, at work. And, th- and Thursday morning. <laughs> Doing it on the way to work
0: (laughs) all right so the next story is from the pr newswire twisted tea launches new flavored whiskey Hmm. Mm. the boston beer company brand owner of truly hard seltzer (laughs) sorry (laughs) truly Hard. always hard hard. (laughs) wow often hard excuse me what what she said (laughs) is it truly hard or is that viagra (laughs) gorilla? Truly hard seltzer, angry orchard, hard cider. Well, Why, a lot of hard yeah, stuff. Right, there. right. Uh, Viagra toasted. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Dogfish Head Brewery and Twisted Tea. You <laughs> <who> said head? <laughs> hard iced tea. <laughs> uh, the nation's number one hard iced tea brand is shaking up the spirit space with a limited release of a sweet tea whiskey through a partnership with Beam Suntory. Made with real brewed tea and a real well-rounded whiskey, the deliciously smooth blend of oak and bright lemon has an ABV of 32.5% or 65 proof, which is much higher than the regular hard iced teas at just 5%. Oh my God. Right, basically, <laughs> it's like a sixty-five proof iced tea. It's a flavored whiskey. Although they're keeping mum on exactly which of Beam Suntory's whiskeys are used, Twisted Tea, Sweet Tea, whiskey will be available in fifty milliliter, seven hundred and fifty milliliter, and one liter bottles across five markets, including Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Ohio, Missouri, and Texas, plus various military outlets.
1: Keeping mum. Keeping mum. I keep your mum out of oh, my room. Jesus. <laughs> i got you trebek
0: (laughs) yeah so we can't get it here in new jersey and a lot of other states can't either but uh i suspect if it's any good you know it's being satori so they'll probably release it everywhere i agree yeah i mean i would like to try it would you like to try it
1: i don't like those flavored drinks Mm. like i mean i've had the twisted teas and they don't sit right with me and my God, what blows me away, and I love seltzer. I'm drinking seltzer right now. I mm-hmm. love seltzer. I don't like the flavor. So I don't like the White Claws and all. Yeah. And it's such a phenomenon. I mean, holy crap. I mean, college boys, by the thousands, drink white claws
0: and it's not actually very good <laughs> i mean
1: it's something really really cunty about that you know and and i'm trying not to be like oh dick yeah, a shot of whiskey back in my day right back in my day we used to like shoot a grizzly bear and then do a shot of jack but um i don't know there's something about this term like you know when i hear strapping 20 year old guys like hey man bring back a cranberry belly white claw <laughs> and it's
0: like what the hell's happening yeah, well i mean if you remember back when we were in college the big thing was zima I used to drink Zima. C Or Z? No, but let
1: me tell you right now. I, and I admit that only because I, I will say this. I don't think I ever bought a
0: Zima. But, uh, no, it had, tasted like hot garbage. It was terrible.
1: But no, it's like kind of citrusy. Uh, and here's the thing. After uh, a night of drinking beers and shots, you get that kind of like funk on your tongue. and yeah, Zima yeah, yeah. was kind of refreshing. It, it could cut through that. It's That's like a true. shot of fireball now. Like I'll do a shot of fireball. It's not
0: whiskey. I mean, it's a carbonated malt beverage.
1: Right yeah we'd have to people here have no idea what is. no
0: they don't also wine coolers when we were in college anyway oh
1: my god great bartles and james oh yeah yeah
0: yep it's good stuff okay so in environmental news Also from PR Newswire, High West pledges one million dollars to ecological efforts. Interesting. High West, the Park City, Utah distillery, has announced that its Protect the West initiative will commit one million dollars over the next three years to help safeguard the land, the American West, and its inhabitants. The pledge coincides with the newest seasonal release of High West Campfire Whiskey, a unique blend of Scotch and bourbon, one of the brand's most iconic expressions. Having already raised a total of one million dollars since 2007 and given to various ecological nonprofits, the first portion of this new commitment. $150,000, will be split between three organizations. One, the Wildland Firefighter Foundation, which helps families of firefighters injured or killed in line of duty. Two, the Protect Our Winners Project, a community of scientists, athletes, and business leaders creating nonpartisan policies to combat climate change. And three, American Prairie, a group dedicated to creating the largest nature preserve in the contiguous United States. And these donations come none too soon, as the American West is burning more quickly than it has in a decade, with over three million acres of land being destroyed by fire so far this year
1: wow so the question i have is and we need to do some research on this is
0: mm-hmm.
1: somebody's bought high west right and they're changing what's available from the brand and a lot of your favorite expressions will be going away wow or will be turned into you know occasional releases
0: interesting interesting i have a whiskey trivia question i came across. whiskey trivia <laughs> new category Well,
1: I know you'll take this and put it where it needs to (laughs) be. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. I'm just going (laughs) to... What changes did World War II bring to the American whiskey barrel? During World War II, 53 gallons became the standard barrel size because the metal rings were reduced from eight to six in an effort to save resources.
0: Oh, I see. Interesting. Yes. All right, so sports and entertainment. Yeah. From MMAMania.com bombshell tell all book reveals proper 12 whiskeys true origin story mm. according to the proper 12 Irish whiskeys website currently former UFC champion Conor mcgregor and his team searched for a place and people that shared the same passion for ireland and it's whiskey he found this at the oldest whiskey distillery on the isle of ireland and with his master stiller created a unique special blend okay so that's what they say on the website but according to a new book by artem labov friend and former teammate of mcgregor a somewhat different story has emerged that began with icelandic vodka and a Game of Thrones star. What? (laughs) European strongman and all-around gigantic human being, Hafthor Bjornsson, who played Gregor Clegane, uh, aka The Mountain, on the HBO series Game of Thrones, was preparing to release a vodka in his native Iceland when he suggested to McGregor that he jump into the vodka business with him. But when Labov heard about the offer, he told McGregor that the prospect of making a vodka in Iceland didn't make much sense for an Irishman, Mm. suggesting that he'd look into Irish whiskey instead. Labov, also known as the Russian Hammer, had worked at the Radisson Hotel Bar in Dublin Going to college there and had connections to the Irish whiskey industry, so he offered to help put together a deal. Said Labov, I met with all the different whiskey distilleries, did my research, and put a beautiful deal together. Once it was ready, I went to Connor with it. After that, we continued working, and as you can see, it was a massive success. I'm really happy to see that, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. McGregor would eventually sell his majority stake in Proper 12 for $600 million in 2021. Labov's stake in the company has never been made public, but he has promised to reveal that information once the the book is out. However, the official release date has yet to be determined.
1: I mean, if you guys are not angry that Colin McGregor's worth $600 million. <laughs> mm, at I, least. I mean.
0: Just from that whiskey alone, which apparently is terrible. How does a $600 million whiskey I mean, are awful. We,
1: are we petty for never having tried it? I guess we have to
0: try it now. I mean, we got
1: to try it. Yeah. We'll try it against like Bushmills and Tully and leave it there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how big of a bombshell story this is. I think it's more like there's wiggle room in there and that his team put it together. You know, all whiskey sites lie to some extent yeah i think it's just because people don't like mcgregor he's kind of an asshole i
1: mean yeah like i kind of liked him when he first came out but how many stories can you see of him smacking like bus boys at a, <laughs> at a fucking restaurant before you start to think he's a dick
0: yeah you know? he's like, got anger management issues a little does, bit that's all he does right? yeah all right so Stop. the next story in sports and entertainment Screenrant.com reports assassin's creed takes a stab get it <laughs> At the spirits business. Oh, my God. World-renowned game developer Ubisoft, creator of the Far Cry and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six video games, is celebrating the 15th year anniversary of its groundbreaking Assassin's Creed franchise by releasing a whiskey inspired by the globe-spanning alternative history action-adventure series. Although fans will have to wait a bit longer for news on what the next game in the series will be, Anthem Studios, a licensing, bottling, and distribution company based in Jefferson City, Tennessee, has partnered with Ubisoft and the Tennessee Legend Distillery to release an Assassin's Creed 15th anniversary straight bourbon whiskey. Aged four years, the new 90-proof bourbon features the flavors of rye spice, wheat character, and hints of cherry vanilla and oak. So basically, it's just a regular bourbon. Additionally, (laughs) (laughs) Anthem Studios is also planning to release an Assassin's Creed Black Flag Rum and an Assassin's Creed Valhalla Vodka, but while all three spirits will reportedly be available in September, you can pre-order the bourbon today for $69 at anthemstudios.com.
1: I mean... If they had come out with a 15 year bourbon, I would have been mad impressed. You know? <laughs> yes, for I don't care if it was 200 dollars. I'd be like, all right, yep. I see. That's yeah. You know the character on the cover, like
0: mm-hmm. I, the
1: you know blood red letters. I, get- I
0: totally agree because when I first saw this, I was like, oh, it's a 15 year. Oh. No, it's just the 15th I mean, I don't
1: mind what they did. It's interesting.
0: Well, the other one that we've actually tried based on a television show, The Walking Dead Whiskey, yeah. was actually pretty good.
1: They, it was. It was right. pretty And cheap. I've tested a few other ones off the air, yeah. and they all were pretty decent.
0: Yeah, but this is $69 for a four-year. I mean, it's got to be pretty good for, I don't know. I feel <laughs> I, like this is going to be my birthday present from spent, Ed.
1: <laughs> I just spent $59 on a four-year, and it's pretty good. Oh, that's, <laughs>
0: that's true. true. The Willard
1: Four-Year Estate is very good
0: yeah, so i'm a huge fan of the assassin's creed franchise yes it, i haven't played absolutely every game but most of the major titles yeah i'm still playing valhalla it's been over a year and a half
1: he's exactly their <laughs> i know their target market he keeps buying all the extensions it's hysterical
0: and now uh, i have a whiskey podcast that's like they marketed this for me right. this is for scott
1: now i have to mention it every single time <laughs> we have an episode
0: <laughs> oh shit i am getting this for my birthday aren't i if i can find it yeah that's true all right so on sale (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you whore (laughs) all right so the last story i have is a new feature we have on the podcast true crime the associated press has reported this just happened last week a drunk woman drives golf cart onto florida highway A 50-year-old woman was arrested last Saturday night for driving a golf cart on Florida's busiest interstate while drunk. According to a Florida Highway Patrol report, a truck driver spotted the woman driving a golf cart in the center lane of I-95. Center. Center lane. The truck driver, after observing that the woman had passed out, used her truck to gently steer the golf cart onto the shoulder of the road. Once on the shoulder, the truck driver grabbed the keys of the golf cart as the woman awoke and tried to drive away. When troopers arrived at the scene, the woman started arguing with them and insisted that she needed her. Her bag. Inside her bag, troopers found an open bottle of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire Whiskey. Wow. The woman is now facing misdemeanor charges of disorderly intoxication in a public place and resisting an officer without violence. Well, at least
1: somehow she didn't get a DUI for that? That's amazing. I mean, seriously. Well, shit, I'm going to buy a golf cart and drive home from Scott's every night and be like, oh, look at me being disorderly again. She was on I-95. I 95. I can't even. If
0: you don't live in the East Coast, I 95 is like a six lane highway.
1: If but, she was doing 30 miles an hour, man, you're coming up on her like she's standing still. It's because you're doing like 75 on I 95.
0: And then she passed out, slumped over, I guess. Yeah. Quick thinking by the truck driver. I mean, she probably would have been killed,
1: honestly. I would say.
0: Yeah. It's not like she was a college girl. She was 58.
1: Yeah. yeah she should be able to hold her liquor better now. <laughs>
0: That's right. So, uh, then the next segment, of course, is the new whiskeys that new you can whiskies. buy. I love this part. In August. All right, so our favorite brand, we're not a favorite of theirs, but... We are a favorite of theirs.
1: Mm. We've had a great relationship with everybody except one person but shade notes behind the
0: scenes.
1: (laughs) We've talked to their distillers and their blenders, and it's all good.
0: Uh, So Barrel, if you didn't know who we're talking about yet, uh, Barrel has put out a gray label dovetail. So their gray labels are basically higher-aged expressions of their existing ones.
1: Right, in case you're sitting around going, all right, so... How do we make our $75 dovetail cost $110? Uh,
0: more than that. This is whiskey-finished rum, port, and Dunn Vineyards Cabernet barrels, like the original, but with whiskeys from Indiana, Tennessee, and Canada that have been aged up to 20 years. Oh, shit. It's 131.54 proof, of course. <laughs> I thought
1: that was the price. I was like, what a bargain.
0: Uh, but the MSRP is two Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. It's uh, tasting notes. Right, and the flavors are the Douglas pear. and. Uh, All right. so you're going to be angry. So just prepare yourself. I'm fine. Strawberry rhubarb pie. Right. (laughs) Fennel pollen.
1: I just when I'm trying not to get a reaction and I'm stealing myself for it, they get it anyway. Flan. I'm not saying anything anymore. (laughs) Don't wait for a reaction from me.
0: Coconut oil, poppy seed, peppercorn, allspice, ginger, and cola.
1: So there's no oak or vanilla, no cinnamon or caramel.
0: No, none of those. Fuck fennel pollen what is that what is it honestly
1: they have to take some ownership for the bullshit they did put in their tasting notes you have to take some ownership because if i pull up breaking bourbon or whiskey jug right now they're not going to have any of that shit in there shame on you you make a great whiskey stop making it difficult for people to relate to it
0: exactly i agree so i almost put this in the sports but i figured it wasn't a big enough story for the sports Because if it was the Eagles, it would have been made the sports, but it's the Broncos. So the Breckenridge Distillery has put out their second blended series of Broncos bourbon blends. A pair of bourbons labeled orange and blue chosen by former Denver Bronco players. Last year, it was quarterback Jake Plummer versus fullback Reggie Rivers. Interesting. This year, it's Plummer returning because fans voted his version the best versus linebacker Carl Mecklenburg. Oh, I like Carl. They're both 86 proof. They're available only in Colorado. As of this recording, Orange is leading with 55% of the vote, but you still have time to cast your ballots at breckenridgedistillery.com. Mm, I love it. I wish the Eagles would do this with the new Liberty distillery. Oh yeah, Kenzie. Yeah, would we have green and black? I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want some black whiskey. You know, is that racist?
1: You're right on the edge.
0: <laughs> right on the edge.
1: <laughs> if you put any more <laughs> swag on your voice, I'm going to have to call you out.
0: Okay, we'll just move on to the next <laughs> right. whiskey. Okay, so the next one is uh, Brush Creek Railroad Rye Boxcar Number One.
1: Wow, it's like a dead song. <laughs>
0: four to six years, 104 proof. It's a blend of two rye whiskeys, MSRP, $47. All
1: right, yeah, that's what we can drink. So Not right?
0: bad. So what makes it interesting, or maybe gimmicky, depending on where you are, is that the barrels were loaded onto a Union Pacific rail car, and they traveled 1,200 miles over the course of a few weeks, agitating the whiskey to enhance the interactions between the whiskey and the barrel, kind of like mm. Jefferson's Ocean, or maybe even the Metallica Sonic.
1: Yeah, I mean i wish we had greg snyder here
0: yeah see what he would say about <laughs> to that see
1: if greg has any i mean i should so many questions i wish i could ask greg snyder mm. i'm just gonna call him up something like, hey greg i know it's nine in the morning listen so <laughs> do you think jefferson ocean really does anything to it we won't use your name
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know we've had a couple of the jefferson's oceans i just find them okay Metallica is decent enough. I find it, we liked it. I,
1: well, I don't. We don't know if the way they like if they left it in the Rick House would it taste any different. You know, we don't know. That's what I don't know. We don't. I wish I could get some Jefferson Ocean that just sat in a Rick House and then the, the one that went on the round the world tour on the cargo ship. Yeah, and yeah. taste them side to side. It'd be like, oh my god. Well, I don't really like it that much, but the ocean's a lot better. It's definitely different, right?
0: right. If we knew that, but we don't. Right. And we're probably paying an extra twenty dollars right. because it went on a ship, right? Like what?
1: If, like what if it's like a blowjob oh with God. a regular mouth and then one with a retainer? You know, like oh shit, yeah, it's better when she takes a retainer out. You know what I mean, like like something just so you all can visualize it out there. <laughs> Ed! Don't, I was say, don't yell at me after the Jack Daniels episode. You have no room. I don't. I don't. You cost us a multi-million dollar endorsement.
0: You have no room. That's what she said. Ah! <laughs> All right, the next whiskey, I thought this was really interesting. The Glenfiddich Perpetual Collection. Uh So this is four different vats of whiskeys matured using a Solera process, which adds continuous layers of flavors to the whiskey by only bottling half the whiskey in each vat before refilling with new whiskey. So it's kind of like the process that's historically used to age port wine, which was the inspiration for the original infinity bottle concept. So that one is 80 proof whiskey finished in X bourbon and X red wine barrels. Vat two is 86 proof whiskey finished in new oak and X sherry casks. That three is 100.4 proof, 15 years aged whiskey finished in oak, X sherry and X bourbon barrels. And vat four is a 95.6 proof, 18 year aged whiskey finished in X Oloroso sherry and X bourbon barrels. The MSRP ranges between 57 and 109 for each of the vattings.
1: That's pretty interesting.
0: I just thought that was a really cool concept, that like, this is something that I don't think anybody has ever done before. It's uh, Scott, so it's not really our thing, but...
1: No, but we still mention it.
0: The next weeks we have is Hadron's Creek, Jacob's Well, and Colonel James B. Beam. So, mm-hmm. these are two new expressions, limited releases, from Beam Master Stiller, Freddie Noe, in his new capacity as Master Distiller. Wait, uh,
1: Freddie f- Noe took over?
0: Well, he took over one of the distilleries.
1: And his dad, Fred Noe, still works?
0: As Master Distiller for the uh, company as a whole, while Freddie is just the Master Distiller at the new Fred B. No distillery.
1: All right, Freddie, good job. <laughs> uh, once again, we've been trying to get Freddie on the podcast for about right, a year now.
0: Right. So, uh, Jacob's Well is 108 proof, 15 years, four months aged. Its MSRP is $150. Aged oak, dry raisins, dried leather, and spicy rye with a light undertone of syrup and a hint of spice cake. The James B. Beam is 108 proof also, but it's only two years aged. Its uh, MSRP is 80 for a two year old whiskey.
1: I'm going to say no. Thank you. Yeah,
0: bold, sweet, and spicy <laughs> notes of pepper. <laughs> Your cor-
1: price is bold.
0: peppercorn toasted oak gumdrops and light red licorice with spicy peanut brittle and lightly roasted nuts so i looked at the breaking bourbon their review of it they were actually pretty kind to it Mm. but i don't know if i'm gonna pay eighty dollars for a two-year-old whiskey not having tasted it no matter who says how good it is i mean are you with me on that
1: unless it's served in a fleshlight (laughs) jesus christ
0: (laughs) I'll be gay for a
1: second. Could you be serious for one second? <laughs> <laughs> no, $80 for a two-year whiskey. Unless someone buys me like a drink first. I mean, listen, there are two-year whiskeys out there that are special. I'm drinking a four-year whiskey right now that is delicious. Right, but but what did you pay for it? $60. Right.
0: This is $80 for a two-year. Right. I would bulk at that. Mm-hmm. I admit. Exactly. I think they're just pricing it too high because it's a limited. But that's what the business is now, right? right? All right. So uh, the next one is something called Hidden Barn Bourbon. Small batch number one. The Neely family distillery formed just in 2015 is putting this out a 106 proof whiskey. It's aged four to six years. It's uh, mash bill is 70% corn, 20% rye and 10% malted barley. It's MSRP is $75. It's
1: a little pricey, but you know what? I'm really intrigued by it. I, I want to taste that.
0: So the brand gets its name from the time during prohibition when barns were used to distill liquor illegally, which would cause black stains to develop on the barn walls caused by the naturally occurring microflora that feeds on airborne alcohol. So everyone in the area would also paint their barns black to cover up the fact of which barns might be having distilling oh, going on. Now that's interesting. That's why it's called Hidden Barn. And I never knew that that's no, really really I've cool. never heard that either no so the tasting notes for this are peach white grape pear oak vanilla and caramel with allspice toasted oak and black pepper i want to try it i think i do too
1: i mean yeah 70, i don't think for
0: 75 dollars maybe uh, if it's out somewhere i might do it yeah
1: i might do it i'm kind of intrigued by it it, it yeah. seems to be right in my wheelhouse not yours but mine okay we got
0: two more the lucky seven. Oh, the frenchman That's a new whiskey from the Lucky Seven folks Uh, Bourbon finished in new French oak barrels Sourced from undisclosed Kentucky distilleries Barton's it's 113 proof it's aged at least four years its msrp is 100 Mm. seasoned oak accented by cinnamon caramel chews graham crackers and a slight nuttiness finishing with unsweetened chocolate roasted coffee beans savory tobacco and leather so it's been described as sort of in between the makers mark 46 and the penelope architect which are both finished in french oak staves we like the lucky seven that we had on our holiday episode. You like the one that I bought you. I mean, they make good quality bourbons. You might balk at the four years for a hundred dollars, like we were saying just before that, but maybe this will be my birthday present. I'd rather have this one than the Assassin's Creed, just putting it out there. Mm. No?
1: Uh, I mean, I know what you want. Uh, I know what Scott wants. I know, I know what, what Scott, Scott drinks.
0: Likes. I know what Scott wants. Scott, Scott wants. wants. Scott wants Rye. I know what boys okay so the last whiskey that i have and then we'll get to your whiskey Yep, woodford reserve batch proof 2022 releases part of their annual master's collection they blend barrels into a batch and then bottle the whiskey at whatever proof it happens to be offering they say a taste of woodford reserve in its purest form okay the 2022 edition is drawn mostly from barrels from the first floor of their warehouse which tends to be lower proof because of less evaporation Mm. it's 118.4 proof it's the standard mash bill of 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. But it, the MSRP is $130.
1: I mean, it's got kind of high proof. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, if it was funny, if it was 95, Scott, you really wouldn't have a problem with it.
0: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, but that's also $35 less expensive. Just saying, well. <laughs> but it is Woodford Reserve in its purest form. Right. So. I mean, I think this is for you. This is your birthday present. What did they call it? What? Woodford Reserve batch proof.
1: Oh, shit. I might take a run at that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is like $130. Yeah, but you know what? I buy two bottles that often are $130 and throw them in my car. So just drink one of really good stuff. So I want to say that Lux Road Distilleries in Bardstown, mm. Kentucky, rolled out the newest member of the Davis County bourbon family this week. Okay. All right. It's Davis County Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in lightly toasted American oak barrels. You can find this for a limited allocation around the country for 49.99, which mm. is a nice price for a toasted barrel.
0: Can you okay. though, can you find it at dollars Well,
1: <laughs> around the country. Update, I mean, does it say how many bottles they made? It doesn't know, but no. it's 96 proof 4-year-old bourbon. Okay. And for 4-year-old bourbon 96 proof, 50 bucks that's pretty much where it should be.
0: Lux Row, Lux Row makes good stuff. They
1: do. Yeah. Davis County had a Zinfandel finish, uh, but it, I didn't like it as well as a Kinsey. Mm. And so I kind of like stayed off of Davis for a while, but I would dip into this if I found
0: it. Did you know at the time that it was Lux Row?
1: No. Not, mm. I didn't know until I read this article today. Right. Mm. So yeah, that's just want to throw it out. All right. So if you get a chance to pick up some of the new ones that Scott mentioned, the new Wissy's coming out, we do this to keep you kind of up because, you know, once the ones come out, they're going to be gone. Just like last month, we told you who won what awards, because if you wanted a chance to get them, you had about a week before they disappeared (laughs) or doubled the price.
0: Yeah. A lot of these are limited releases. Correct. And and it's not absolutely everything, of course. No, no, no. This is just the ones I think we would be interested in. Right. All right. So what's coming up on the podcast? Yes. uh, On 825, we'll have no podcast. It's the last week of right. august the first week of september we're going to have episode 57 which was going to be ladies night about flavored whiskeys but
1: the ladies are a little modified because dre's moved to virginia right and so we lost one of the ladies yeah some scheduling and, problem and the other two ladies are having trouble getting their schedules in sync yeah as you tend to do you know when you work with you know millennials they have their own <laughs> things going on And so if we can't get them together, we're thinking about Sagamore and we'll take a trip down to the distillery in Baltimore, do a tour of it. And I'm just going to like investigative journalism, just like talking to people like, hey, we're a podcast. Talk to us. Shoving microphones in people's faces. Right. right, Until security throws us out. (laughs) I bought this bottle in the gift shop. You can't take this bottle from me.
0: (laughs) Ooh, or we could do wheat whiskeys, which we always want to do for a long time because you just picked up a bunch of wheat whiskeys.
1: That would be a very easy replacement episode for us to do. So it's one of those two
0: yeah that's the first week the second week the eighth is the finally we recorded this game over a month ago this is the whiskey madness invitational short we have a comparison of three different versions of larceny barrel proof
1: right which was our favorite whiskey of the year yeah and the winner of yeah. the march madness so we took three of the last five expressions of the same whiskey I mean, I don't think I ever had a bottle of Jack Daniels and was like, oh, wait, this tastes different. <laughs> or a bottle of Woodford Reserve, like, hey, this tastes like more oaky.
0: Like we've talked about before, it used to be that you wanted your whiskey to taste the same every single bottle, every single year for decades. Correct. But now it's okay, or even expected, to be a little bit different and to chase those different patches. So we're going to see if they really are different, and if so, which one is worth chasing over the others. Correct. So go out there and
1: uh, grab what you want to drink fast as you can. And we appreciate you all turning to listen to us.
0: Yeah, We love doing the news. It helps us uh, learn about the business. And hopefully it helps you as well. Yeah.
1: The point was we would drink less by doing this episode, but we failed at that miserably tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, that that was sort of the point, but, you know. But
1: here we are. Well, I had a little bit of a medical concern, and my doctor told me last week to uh, return to my normal activity. So I said, well, here I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that why we're drinking so much tonight? Done. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so for the Whiskey Tension Podcast, I'm Uh, Scott.
1: I'm Ed. Uh, Later. Cheers, everybody.